the more I narrow down the scope of, of the of the services that I offer in my business, the the more clear not only pricing becomes, but everything becomes. You know, the marketing, the message, um, all that stuff. So once I was able to focus and then and then become the expert, people come to me, and then people are knocking down my door to to use my services, and then I can start bumping up the price. Um, to you know, filter out the people um, who aren't serious and who will be you know price shopping and stuff like that, and find the people who are really serious about working with me to to get a great result. Welcome to the WP Elevation Podcast. I'm today's host, Jin McEnany, and in my series of interviews, I speak with some of our top members who we call elevators. They share with us their highs, their lows, and how they've got their business to where it is today. So if you're interested in getting some tips and strategies from someone who's been exactly where you are right now in your business, you're in the right place. Without further ado, let's go meet the next elevator. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of, of, of coaches and mentors and we have hundreds and by the time you're listening to this, probably thousands of members all over the world. But it still really is something that I'm very passionate about. And, and of course, if you join WP Elevation, we make revenue and we make profit. So it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it. And partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. Welcome to the program, Matthew Rodella. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Great to have you here, Matt. Now, what I want to start off with is for you to give us a bit of an introduction about yourself. Tell us how you you got into this space and a bit of your history. Sure. Um, it's hard to know like how far back to go in these questions. Uh, so um, I'm thinking maybe we start with my professional career started uh, when I um, got out of the, the military, the army, and decided to go into computers uh, in IT. And so I started in the IT field, first doing help desk, like break fix computer stuff, then going to doing like back room server stuff. And eventually uh, I decided that I was getting tired of the bureaucracy and the, the you know, the, the typical uh, corporate stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to go off on my own as a co- IT consultant. Um, so that was about, uh, about six years ago now that I decided to quit my job, be an IT consultant. I did that for a couple of years. And as I was doing that now, now this whole time I was also building websites. I started building websites for myself. Um, I'm a musician also. So I was doing like hobby sites for my band and, and other musicians and stuff. And so I'd been building websites as a hobby this whole time. Um, I quit my job. I did IT consulting for a while and then I started realizing that, hey, these these clients that I'm doing IT consulting for, most of them needed websites. Most of them either had really ugly websites or they didn't have websites. And being the IT guy, they would talk to me first about that. 
so I started to do websites for my clients, never thinking that it would be like a, the, a full-time thing. Uh, you know, I never went to school for it or anything like that. Uh, totally self-taught. Uh, but eventually I realized, number one, I was kind of good at it. <laughs> number two, I really liked doing it. Uh, so I made the decision to transition from doing just the IT consulting to building websites for people. And I uh, haven't looked back since. That was about uh, four or five years ago. And I've been slowly transitioning away from the IT into uh, building websites. And now for the past, I think, two Two and a half years I've been doing nothing but building WordPress websites for, for clients. So often we hear that story of people getting into into this area of work by just doing that, starting to build a few, then building a few for friends, and then feeling that, oh, I actually have got something here and people keep asking them. So, yeah, it's a common, common thread there. Um, now, you've got three sort of companies going at the moment that um, – and I want you to just give us an idea about how they came about, um, how it all evolved. Right. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm the kind of entrepreneur that likes to just kind of capture and catch different opportunities when they come and then just see if they work and, and, and try to, you know, do, do my best with them. And so um, the uh, I have the, the WordPress consulting company is called Alador. And that's my last name backwards. So oh, I, just I was wondering my last what name, that was. <laughs> flipped it around. Um, and I thought it sounded cool. So I figured... Uh, you know, there's no, no one had the domain, of course. It's like not a word that, you know, is, is in use. So I figured, hey, uh, so, so that's, um, that's that. Uh, I transitioned away from my IT consulting business, which had a different name, and then into uh, Alador, uh, which is the, the WordPress consulting. So I do that. And that's mostly, um, you know, building uh, full, like basically redesigning websites for service businesses and service professionals. So we don't really do like e-commerce and we don't really do, um, you know, artistic type of websites. It's, it's for those, you know, like lawyers and, uh, and accountants. And, um, we, we do a lot of work in the technology space as well. Uh, and so building websites and then ongoing maintenance and care, uh, is what we do there. So that's Alador. Uh, the other, um, company I have is called tech site builder and tech site builder is a turnkey website platform specifically designed for computer repair shops. So, so this was actually a company that I acquired um, as I was running my computer consulting business. I was also you know, friends with a lot of different um, IT business owners. I started a podcast called the Computer Business Podcast. Uh, and I started kind of telling my story and, and getting on guests who are in the computer repair industry. So I'm still really ingrained in that industry. Uh, and um, a fellow podcaster started up this this thing called Tech Site Builder, which was uh, originally it started out as just a WordPress template that he created, and then he sold it and packaged it with a bunch of tutorial videos that he recorded as well. And he just packaged that up, sold it for a one-time fee, called it Tech Site Builder. Um, he got out of the industry, wanted to to uh, to offload uh, this product, and so uh, he knew that I was into websites, so um, he talked to me about it. I acquired it from him. And then I transitioned it from a theme to uh, a turnkey website business. And basically what that means is it's, it's kind of like, you know, WordPress.com or Squarespace or whatever, where the client would come to Tech Site Builder, they'd sign up for a low monthly fee, and then they'd get basically a starter website template that then they can go in and, and add their own content, and add their own, uh, you know, pictures and stuff. And then I give them, you know, just the tools and the plugins that they need as a computer repair shop, nothing more, nothing less. They actually don't have access to install their own plugins and stuff. It's very kind of locked down, very simple. 
Um, and I've been doing that for about two years now. It's been it's been a huge success. I love it because it's, you know, recurring revenue. Um, it's very little involved from me as far as like onboarding the clients. It's all automated. So they onboard uh, themselves and they can start building their websites themselves. Actually, the majority of tech site builder customers I've never even spoken to one on one. So it's a very kind of um, automated type thing. Um, and then uh, the final kind of new project that I'm working on is called Turnkey Websites Blueprint. And that is a training program I'm putting together to teach other web consultants how to build something like TechSite Builder, uh, which is basically it's built on WordPress multi-site. And there's you know a bunch of plugins and different custom code that kind of automates everything. So I'm, I'm working on that training program right now. It's it, it hasn't launched yet, but right now I'm just kind of you know, gathering some leads and some people who are interested in that and, and putting out some blog posts. And we have a Facebook group and stuff. Um, so hopefully getting ready to launch that in a couple months. Exciting. And how's, how's that going? Hard work? Yeah, <laughs> it is. But it's exciting because there's a lot of people that are interested in it and there's not a lot of information that's out there. So it, it feels like it's a perfect opportunity to to do something, um, so I just kind of stepped up and say, "Hey, you know, I've I've built a successful turnkey system. Mm. Um, there's not really any training out there that, that I can see on how to build something like that. So let me put something together." Um, and uh, and yeah, I've been kind of using like the WP Elevation model of you know putting together a really comprehensive course, and I've just kind of been slowly piecing it together, uh, and got a lot of you know folks on the list who are interested in it. So I, I feel like it's a good there's a good synergy there, and I'm like really excited to get it released <laughs> as soon as possible. Yeah, very exciting. So how do you go with, um, I think it's in our nature, a lot of people I find in this space that they have an idea, they're doing something, they have another idea and it's, it's a great idea and they want to pursue that idea. How do you go with trying to stay focused with um, bringing new ideas in? Yeah, well, that that is, uh, I can't say that I've perfected that yet. <laughs> I'm still... <laughs> Um, kind of, you know, can be all over the place. But I, um, I feel like, you know, the research has shown and, and people know nowadays that multitasking is really not possible, right? You need to, the, you get the best work done when you you've put your head down and focus on one thing at a time. And so I find the same thing with, with these separate projects is um, to like when you're launching one project, you really focus on that for a little while. So with all of these projects, I like to focus on it, get it launched, and then come up with a, a system and processes to kind of keep it going with minimal involvement from myself. So I'll, I'll launch it, get the processes done. I have a VA that does a lot of kind of the, you know, the process work. So I'll hand a lot of that stuff off to her. And then and then I find myself kind of looking for the next opportunity. Um, and and all, all of these opportunities pretty much fell in my lap. I really didn't go seeking them out. You know, tech site builder, the person came to me saying, hey, would you like this turnkey websites blueprint? You know, people came to me saying, hey, how did you build tech site builder? I'd love to know how you did that. So I'm like, OK, I'll build turnkey websites blueprint. So really, I wait for the opportunities to come to me. And when I feel like it's a good fit for me, um, I'll I'll make sure that I'm you know, ready and that all the other stuff has a good process behind it. And then I'll kind of jump into the next thing. I like that. So you don't have to keep going searching. I think uh, if you are doing what you love doing or what you're really good at doing, your strengths will show and, you know, the, the opportunities will come along. And then I think That's the other really good thing I got out of that was processes. I think so important to get 
processes set up, get really good processes in place so you're not constantly going back and readjusting what, what you've put together. Now, with your staff, you said you've got a VA. Uh, is it? Do you have any other people working for you? or? Um, I have a, a VA and she's just part-time. She works for me four hours a day, mm-hmm. uh, Monday through Friday. And then I have a part-time developer as well. And whereabouts are they based? Um, the developer is in Eastern Europe. And I don't want to say the wrong country. I don't remember no, exactly just... <laughs> which country she's from, yeah. um, but she's in Eastern Europe. And uh, my VA is actually here in the States with me. Um, I, I kind of struck gold with that. I found her on Upwork accidentally when I was looking for someone to do uh, photo editing, uh, just a quick photo editing job for me. Um, she ended up, Madison ended up coming in to do that. And I just loved her communication style. And she was very uh, responsive and, and really on top of things and asking me questions the whole time and stuff. And I thought it was great. Uh, I looked at her profile and saw that she had some administrative uh, assistant experience and some customer service experience. Um, so then I, I, you know, I, at the time, TechSite Builder was kind of starting to grow and I, I needed some help with that. So I asked her, hey, you know, would you be interested in coming on part time to help me out? And uh, she started out two hours a day. Um, and then we've ramped her up to four hours a day and hopefully eventually we'll bring her on full time when I can afford it. Oh, that's so good that you found someone straight away like that. We, we've found if we, uh, we were looking for an editor in the early days and what I did was I got th- three people and we found that being in the ta- same time zone for what we needed was helpful with the editing stuff. And so yep. we, I got three people who looked quite good, gave them the same task and then I got them each to do it. So even though it cost a little bit to start off with, we were then able to say, okay, who, who communicated the best, you know, um, you know, who did, who's work was exactly up to scratch and that's yeah, and you know it, well. it and don't get me wrong I've been through lots of lots of freelancers and lots of VA you know VA type uh, people and and I, I I kind of learned from my mistakes so that, that definitely wasn't the first person I'd hired from Upwork uh, but you know I, I found this good person and then I and for a totally unrelated thing and I just latched onto him because I know how hard it is to find the good people uh, sometimes so that was now, that was a good catch. Now, what would you say your area of specialty is then? So you're doing a lot of similar things, but what's your sweet spot? Yeah, you know, um, that's definitely something that's evolved. Um, but as as it's evolved in my head, I've seen kind of the, the common thread through everything that I've done. And that is I'm, I'm really good at um, uh, communicating, breaking things down and teaching. So communicating complex technical things and breaking them down and helping people understand. Uh, I did that in my tech support days with computers. Um, I've done that with WordPress. I've taught some WordPress classes and I, I really enjoy kind of walking my clients through the different aspects of their website. Um, and then with Turnkey Websites Blueprint, I'm actually putting together a, a complete formal course and I'm finding I'm really enjoying that, that aspect of it as well. Good. So you've learned what I think... Um... You know, a lot of people don't know what their real strengths or talents or what they love doing are straight away until they've got that experience. So it sounds like you've through your experience, you've seen what you're good at, and now you're really utilizing that in in the business. Right. Yeah. yeah and, and you know, I I like all the other stuff too. I mean, I, I like building websites. I like doing a little bit of programming. Uh, the reason I got into the website development in the first place is because I really like the the combination of creativity and and technical. And how you, those kind of meld together uh, to make a, to build a website. 
Um, so, so I like all that stuff. I like the marketing stuff, building funnels and, and lead uh, opt-ins and, and all that stuff's really fascinating too. So luckily I like doing all of it, but I know I can't do all of it. So I've kind of had to, to pick and choose the ones that I really like that I'm really good at. And I feel like I'm the X factor in, and, and if I was pulled out, it wouldn't, wouldn't succeed. And I think that is the, the teaching and the training and the, and the, you know, face to face kind of stuff. And then all of the technical stuff, I could, I could probably outsource that and, and not, you know, it wouldn't be the end of the world. <laughs> so yeah. I'm trying to slowly hand off, hand the reins over to other people and, and taking it step by step. And do you find it hard to let go of that control? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I did and um, I, I'm getting better at it, especially when I take the time to find the right people to, to take over. Cause you know, when you dip your toe in outsourcing and then sometimes you get people that aren't, aren't that great, then you, then the, you know, the gut reaction is to take everything back and say, Oh yeah, I'm the only person who can do this. You know, let me hold on to it. Um, and that's kind of how I was at first, but I realized, you know, as time went on, first of all, I had to offload some of this stuff where I wasn't going to be able to grow my business any further. And then secondly, when I either took the time to either wait to find the right person or I took the time to really, you know, um, look at all the different candidates and, and narrow it down and, and go to good good resources um, that I was able to find the right people, the good people. Uh, and then that made it easier to hand it off to someone who I trust and who does good work and who's better at me, better than me at the work. Uh, that's another key. Um, and uh, and so I'm getting better. I'm getting more comfortable with it now. Yeah, I think that's something a lot of people struggle with as, as they yeah. grow. <laughs> now, what is has been the biggest challenge in having your own business over over the years? What's what have you found the biggest challenge to be? Honestly, um, the biggest challenge has been uh, uh, like budget. Ah. <laughs> um, you know, it's been charging enough, and then um, understanding how to. Um, Put the money where it's most uh, most useful. Um, you know, I've gone through phases of shiny object syndrome where I'm just buying a bunch of stuff uh, just to you know because it looks cool, and, and then quickly realizing that's not especially when you're first getting started that's not a good <laughs> strategy because you end up blowing all your money and then and then of course you know you got to budget for yourself and then you got to put away for savings and then you have taxes and you know I I didn't go to school for this stuff so I kind of had to learn all that stuff through. The school of hard knocks and and I made lots of mistakes and and so that was really that was the hardest thing to wrap my head around doing the work was fun um, and and putting together the processes you know it's call me crazy but that's fun for me <laughs> I like doing that stuff um, but it was really like just the getting the the budgeting down um, was was a big big hurdle for me um, something that helped me uh, get over that was the book profit first um, which uh, I know um, a lot of folks in our circle have read before, but uh, that's a good, great book, which kind of teaches you how to budget your, uh, your business finances in, and, and, you know, put, put different percentages of money in different things so that you, you're thinking ahead and thinking to the future and thinking about profit, but still covering all the things you need to. And so that was a game changer for me. I'll make sure I put a note uh, link to that in the show notes. And you talked about at the beginning of that about charging enough and knowing how much to charge how did you settle on that how did you you know try to come to terms with what your worth is and what you deserve I think a big um a big key for me was um narrowing my focus 
uh, and and finding a niche uh, mm-hmm. because wh- when I when I when I'm able to serve a niche really well, um, I become the expert in that in that niche. Um, whether it's you know uh, a um, a technical niche like the turnkey websites blueprint thing, or whether it's an industry niche like the computer repair businesses and 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 service businesses, the more I narrow down the scope of of the of the services that I offer in my business, the the more clear not only pricing becomes but everything becomes you know the marketing the message, um, all that stuff. So once I was able to focus and then and then become the expert people come to me and then people are knocking down my door to to use my services and then i can start bumping up the price um to you know filter out the people um who aren't serious and who will be you know price shopping and stuff like that and find the people who are really serious about working with me to to get a great result um and and that came from really kind of narrowing in and focusing so it sounds like you through your experience, you you could see what your niche was through your sweet spot, what you were good at. What about some people who are just beginning in the space and they're doing jobs for everyone, anyone who's coming along, but they're wanting to find a niche or niche, or we say niche in Australia, so I'll, I'll right. say niche. So they want to they find and wanted to find a niche, but they don't know where to start. What what advice would you give them if it's not you know showing up straight away? What? Yeah, um, that. I wish I had like a silver bullet for that. It's yeah. it's really you know it's something that kind of comes with with time. It's not some, for me. It's not something that can be forced. Um, so I, I just I think the the key there is to change your mindset to be looking for that niche. So understand that it's important to find a niche and that it's going to help your business. And once you understand that that fundamental idea, then your mind starts looking for opportunities to find a niche. And as you run, I mean, when you first start a business, you kind of have to be everything to everyone because you can't know what your niche is when you first start. It's got to be something that that you slowly learn over time, whether it's, you know, something that you just find that you you do very well or whether it's, you know, the type of client that that is attracted to you that that you are attracted to. Um, And for me, I could have never known that if I didn't just start a business and start kind of figuring out as I went. And just keeping my mind open to the possibility, uh, and then when it came, you know, grabbing onto it, and then not being afraid to focus. Uh, that's another thing. You know, you feel it feels counterintuitive sometimes to focus on a niche uh, because you know you got the fear of missing out, and you're not going to be able to help, you know, uh, as many people. Um, but I've just I've had the opposite effect when I focused on you know the niche of of computer repair businesses. All of a sudden, you know, word gets around industries really quick. So all computer repair, you know, folks were talking with each other saying, hey, this tech site builder thing is really cool. And word just starts spreading like wildfire. And, you know, if a, if a computer repair person says to another computer repair person, check out this website company that's tailor built for computer repair businesses, they're more likely to check it out than if he said, hey, check out this website consulting, general website consulting business that does everything for everybody. Um, that's not as attractive to, to the other people. Um, so it's it's just been it's been a game changer for me and really kind of opened up the doors. Now, I want to shift focus for a moment and I want to talk about mindset. So we've all had challenges when we start up a business and there've been times, I'm sure, where you as well have thought, oh, my gosh, it's too hard. It's all going to fail. I'll throw the towel in. So what how did that happen when when that sort of stuff happened to you? How did you address that? You mean like every day <laughs> that happens? <laughs> it never ends, does it? <laughs> yeah, it's 
That, and I think that's the big secret, right? Like you think the, the better your business gets and the more successful you get, the more clarity and the easier things get. And I, and I find from myself and, you know, hearing other people interviewed that, you know, the, the struggle never ends and the ups and downs never end. In fact, they, they sometimes get more exaggerated the, the more, um, you know, the more experience you have. Um, so for me, you know, um, I, I just find that, that persistence is, is a really big, uh, a really big deal. And, um, and I, you know, I'm always kind of a positive person anyways. So I, I do a good job sometimes to my detriment of kind of ignoring the negative signals that are out there. And maybe you should quit. Maybe you should quit. And I'm like, no, you know, it could work out. It could work out. It'll, it'll eventually work out. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty good with kind of deluding myself that things will work out and, and they eventually do, but you gotta be, be prepared for, for the dip, right? The, uh, the really tough times that come before that. And, uh, and just, um, for me, you know, uh, sometimes to, to get out of that dip, I've had to change focus. And so that's where, you know, some of these other projects came in. Um, like, f you know, when I'm doing the web consulting business and I kind of feel like for, for the web consulting business, I was having trouble getting enough clients coming in the door to sustain my business. So that gave me the idea, well, I have to focus on recurring revenue so that once I get someone in the door, I can continue to earn revenue from them. So that's where I started looking at like the care plans and the maintenance plans. Um, and then that's where tech site builder came in. Cause that's, you know, recurring revenue as well. Uh, and, and then, you know, when, when I feel like I'm kind of hitting a wall, I'll focus on something else. I'll get that going good. I'll turn back to the thing that I turned away from and I kind of have like a, a fresh mind and I can tackle it from a different angle. And so I'll go back to my web consulting business or I'll go back to tech site builder and I'll, I'll be able to kind of take it to the next level because I took some time away focused on another project and came back. And through doing that, not only am I giving myself a different perspective, but I'm also building all of these different mini businesses that'll all kind of fill out a portfolio of businesses. So if, you know, one crashes and burns, I'll have, a, you know, these other projects that I can rely on. And I, I like to hedge my bets like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the kind of person who goes all in on one thing and, and make it or break it. I, I like to kind of hedge my bets with a few different projects. I can grow one for a little while, leave it alone, grow another for a little while, leave it alone, and then kind of nurture all of these different, uh, these different businesses. And, and then who knows, down the road I can sell one or I can you know, change focus again, uh, but I kind of like to have options like that. Yeah, I, I think that that's a great way to do it. And then you don't get bored or totally, you know, entrenched in one thing. So with all of that, then how do you balance your personal your personal life with your work life? Yeah, that's another thing that I haven't quite figured out yet. <laughs> um, but it is getting better. And, and again, it's one of those things for me, it's just something I've had to learn and had to kind of slowly um, learn over time. Um, for me, I, I, I like the flexibility. I, I purposely built th these businesses to be flexible so that I can work on them anytime and anywhere. Um, and that allows for me to uh, be flexible in my personal time as well. So uh, I'm a big fan of taking some time off like on a Monday afternoon or on a Wednesday morning and you know, getting my grocery shopping done or going to the mall because things are so, so quiet at that time. And it's just so great to go to these places that are normally busy on the weekend and get stuff done there. And then, and then sometimes you'll find me working through the weekend because, because I can, um, I don't have a kids or a family or anything. So I kind of have that flexibility. Um, and, and that's kind of why I'm trying to build these businesses now while I can, so that when I do eventually have a family, 
um, you know, I'll have this kind of nest egg and, and this platform, this foundation that's that's more or less solid that I can build from. So now it's just, you know, I, I find the time when I can to, to do personal things. Um, I, I don't kind of have a fixed thing like I'm, I'm don't do any business on the weekends or I don't do any business at night. I kind of just just piece it together and, and find the time where I can. Quite fluid. I like that. And then also you've got your own interests. You play the trumpet. So you, you've got time to, to do that. And, and you play in a band, do you? Yes, I, yeah. I do some freelance trumpet playing. Yeah. Um, I'm also still in the uh, the military. The, the I do part-time military in the National Guard band. So I do, um, I play like, you know, do parades and stuff in the military band. Um, and, and I definitely like to, to keep doing that. And, and that's, again, part of the reason why I started off on this uh, entrepreneurship journey to begin with, because I, I wanted to, you know, have the flexibility to, to go out and play a gig in the evening and sleep in the next morning and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, so I can do that. So how do you see your businesses evolving over the next two to three years? Yeah, you know, I, I'm interesting. I don't like to plan ahead too much. Um, I, I like to, because as you can tell, I kind of wait for opportunities to mm. come. I, I snatch them up. And if I would have had like a five-year plan for my IT business, I might have turned away these opportunities that came and and not jumped on them. And then I would have been miserable with an IT company that I didn't like running because, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, wasn't for me. So I, I like to kind of... Um, I like to have like short-term goals for my businesses and kind of say, okay, this year I'm going to try to get, you know, this many subscribers or this kind of revenue. And I like to change up the goals. So it might be a, a you know, a subscriber-based goal. It might be a, um, a retention-based goal, like for my recurring services, uh, especially Tech Site Builder. That's, that's one where churn can be a little high sometimes. So uh, this year, for example, on Tech Site Builder, my goal is to redu- reduce churn below 5%. Um, so, so that's a goal there. And then I just kind of, you know, b- build up my businesses that way. Um, keep my mind open for new opportunities and, uh, and just have fun <laughs> and, and enjoy what I'm doing and not try to pigeonhole myself into anything and, and, uh, limit myself by having some strict five-year plan or, you know, something like that. I like that. So have a, have a plan, but be flexible. So, you know, yep. allow for opportunities that come in as well. And, you know, don't stick 100% to things if, if you feel that you, you, there needs to be a bit of change. Yep. Yeah, it's worked for me so far. So um, I, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, and I want to ask you a couple of questions about tools that you use and your favorite tools. So first of all, your favorite WordPress theme, what would that be? Uh, theme. Well, I'm, I'm a fan of the, um, the Genesis framework, uh, by studio press. So, um, that's kind of my go-to theme framework. And then sometimes I'll, I'll build a, a just a custom child theme off of that. Cause it's a great framework to, to build a site off of, or if I'm in a pinch, I'll, I'll grab one of the, uh, the child, the many plethora of child themes that come with, with them. And, and I like it cause I, I'm used to it and, and I'm used to developing with it and they've got a lot of great themes, great support. Um, so I, I like sticking with them. And what about your favorite WordPress plugin? What, what, what's a, I, you can't do without. I know there's so many. Yeah. Um, I, lately I've been a big fan of restrict content pro. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been using that. It's, it's very flexible. It's a membership plugin, but you can use it for lots of different scenarios. I actually, I use it for the sign up process for my turnkey website for tech site builder. Um, I use it for some membership sites, uh, 
you can use it to to sell products and and have like a little login area for for people to come to access the products and stuff. They have lots of great add-ons and and uh, you know Pippin is is a rock star. So um, uh, yeah, that that's that's my go-to at this point. Cool. I'll put a, a link to that in the show notes as well. And then just day to day with the tools that you use, you know, communication with staff, what, whatever. What's uh, what's one of the the things that you're using that you just love and works really well for you, your team? Yeah, I mean, I, I use kind of a, a, a stack, right? Um, a, a stack of a few. You know, there's Slack, uh, Trello. Um, I, I use Freshdesk for like a support desk for for all of my uh, platforms. Um, so that's cool to have like one dashboard that you can log into and and uh, and access support tickets from all all the different projects I'm running. Um, and and Process Street, I'm a big fan of Process Street for processes like checklists, automated checklists. And uh, and then um, Active Campaign I use for my uh, email marketing. And then I kind of tie all those together with Zapier. Um, and uh, and so they all kind of talk to each other in different ways. Sounds good. Yeah, we use a few of those too. I think they're a lot of them are quite the the go to ones if you've got a bit of a team too, aren't they? Right. Yeah, and it's I I like them. The ones I look for are flexible. I like the the flexible solutions. That's kind of the mantra <laughs> throughout everything I do is keep it flexible. Don't pigeonhole yourself into something. So I like all of these because you can kind of use them for different situations. They don't dictate how you should use them. They say, hey. You know, Trello, for example, you can use Trello for so many different things. And I kind of use it as a task manager slash project management software, and it, it works great for me. Yeah. Cool. Well, Matthew, it's been great to have you on the program. You've been yeah. a member of WP Elevation for quite a while now, and you're definitely one of our true elevators. Um, we've seen, you know, amazing things that you've done with your business. And uh, thank you so much for wanting to share that with our audience and uh, help them on their journey as well. So thanks for joining us. And we look forward to hearing, keep us updated about um, Turnkey Website Blueprint and what happens with that in the future as well. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. This has been a blast. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and got plenty of useful tips on how our elevators experience can help you elevate in your business as well. If you're interested in learning more about the WPE blueprint that's helped hundreds of WordPress consultants elevate their businesses, be sure to put your name on the waiting list at wpelevation.com slash waiting list. Until I see you next time, go elevate.